Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Well, this is morning to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter number 20. We'll read uh, a few verses starting verse number 1, 2 Kings chapter number 20. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. And have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, before Isaiah was gone out of the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. Thou will add unto thy days fifteen years. Thou will deliver thee in this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. Thou will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. Father, thank you for your word. We pray, God, that the urgency of it would find its mark in every soul that is seemingly complacent. Help us, we pray, to recognize the truth in, Lord, the message today and to each take personally the call to do this very thing. We trust you as we know it's all in vain apart from your spirit. Speak as only you can speak. And may the hearer, Father, find liberty and obedience. May they come before you and find peace in their own hearts. Thank you for what you're going to do. As we humbly present ourselves as vessels, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Laid on me this morning is the responsibility to uh, not only to prepare you to live, but to prepare you to die. Now, I can't personally do it, but my job is to tell you. Um, Hezekiah received a message from the man of God, and the message was clear. It was a message that no doubt he wasn't expecting, although he had been sick. When Isaiah came unto him, He told him this, he said, set your house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Now, this is a truth that applies to everybody sitting here. You will die and not live. Now, we know that, and and it's evident as we certainly look around us or we open those doors and we look out into this cemetery, all of those that have gone before us have died, right? Uh, we know in the Word of God of only two that didn't leave via death. One was Enoch, 
who was translated, the Bible said, the friend of God and just just was not. And then Elijah, who was carried up by the whirlwind in the chariots of fire. But other than that, all men die. Now, this isn't a new revelation. It's not something new. It's not startling to anybody. As a matter of fact, you've heard it enough to where, quite simply, it doesn't defend you to hear it. It doesn't bother you to know it. Now, I find that a comfort within the house of God for the people of God truly are not truly startled by death anymore. Our captain hath defeated death for us. And according to the word of God, we've nothing to fear when it comes to death. But I've come to share a different story this morning. Not necessarily that you would fear death, but that you would set your house in order. Now, it's going to mean something different for each one of us today. Uh, What that means, uh, you'll have to do in a personal examination and and try to see where you stand. Um, I heard a story just yesterday as I was uh, talking with a fellow and uh, we were talking about God and he began to share with me a story of an elderly lady still living today right now, but just last week um, she had been bound to a wheelchair or a chair and unable to get up and move about or do anything. I think she was 90. And um, her son came in to visit her one day this week, and she was up and about and folding quilts and stuff of that nature. And he said, Mom, what's going on? And she said, Well, I'm setting my house in order. She said, For I ain't going to live much longer. And God's given me just a minute to set my house in order. And she said, Would you call everybody in for me? And he did called all of his brothers and his children and grandchildren and all those, and they came in. And one by one, she looked up in the eye, and she said, I'm going home. Are you going with me? Now, God had already burned this into my heart for the last week. And then this man would tell me this story. And I thought, there's a lot of things a man can do to get his house in order. Um, personally, what most would encourage you to do was to get your affairs taken care of, right? If you've got debts that no one knows about, you better deal with them. If your family's not in a position that they ought to be or as best you can, you ought to prepare financially to do everything that's necessary for your own departure. There's a lot of things that we can do to set our house in order, and Hezekiah was caught off guard because what Isaiah's note to him was is you need to set your house in order because you're going to die and you're not going to live. Now, the truth is, is that that same word applies to us all today. We're going to die. If God tells us coming, we're going to leave here. Now, the thing about setting your house in order is that you might be young here today. You may think, well, I've got a lot of years to get this done. But do you know that they bury the young as well as they do the old, right? Age is not a respecter of persons as it pertains to death. Just because one is young doesn't mean that they're exempt from dying. Young people die all the time, maybe not as much as the elderly, but as a a rule, what you know is, is that life is uncertain, is that we can't count on tomorrow. The Lord's been clear that, None of us know what tomorrow is going to bring. 
So I'm going to say to you today the truth, and it's the word of God, and you're going to die, not live. Now, that's not necessarily bad news. I'm just telling you the truth is that as you know it, your life down here will not go on forever. There's a day coming. Been to several funerals this year. Stood over many good people. People that I love, people that I miss right now. That I wish were still here. But you know what? Their time had come. And how I thank God that my time is not up to somebody else. There's a line out there, I believe, that is marked for me and I'll not cross it. When I reach that day, there won't be anything they can do to save me. There won't be any medicines. There won't be any machines. There won't be anything that can be done. When God says that my time is up, it'll be up. And uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's For me, it's graduation. Right? I've finally, finally graduated. I get to go home. Right? This ain't my home. I get to go home one day. And for most of us, except the coming of the Lord Jesus, we have to get there through that thing called death. It's got to come to the flesh, and it will come. Now, I remember clearly what it felt like to be lost and to know the terror of the Lord that struck my soul the instant I knew I was lost and that I was going to die. I didn't know when I was going to die, but the the truth of dying was clear. And I thank God the Holy Spirit hadn't changed his mind about this. I hate to say it, but there's a lot of people who just ain't got lost yet. They haven't recognized by the, the, the moving of the Holy Spirit of God and conviction in their own lives, they hadn't realized that their days are numbered. Right? That there's a time, there's a there's a place that they won't go past. There is a day in, in, in time that we, we know not, but we know when we reach that day, we'll not exceed it. We'll not go past it. We don't have the power to keep ourselves alive. Right? I can't explain to you today that when I lay my, my, my head down and my eyes close and, and an unconsciousness takes over me and I think nothing and I, I do nothing, that my heart keeps beating the whole time. Or oh, the wonder of God who holds my breath in his hand and knows the very moment that I will leave this world. Listen, what's what's laid upon me today to impart to each one of us is that we're going to leave this world. We are going to die. The question is not, though, whether or not you're going to die. That's not a revelation to any one of us. It's not new information. You, you have, you're not startled by learning that you're going to die. You pass funeral homes and graveyards all the time. You're well aware of your mortality, are you not? The question is not whether or not you're going to die. The question is where you're going to go when you die. The only reason people still stand and preach today is because people need to know that there's a, you're going somewhere when you die. They're not trying to tell you you don't have to die. What they're telling you is, is that when you do die, you're going to cross into something different. You're going to leave this flesh, and you're going to enter to either a torment that was meant for the devil and his angels, or you're going to enter into the peace and the joy of heaven. 
Now, I'm glad to report to you today that, that my eternity is no longer in question. It was the most important question that had ever come to me the very instant the Holy Spirit convicted me of my sinfulness and showed me that I was lost. The one thing that mattered more than anything at that minute was not the fellow sitting beside me. It wasn't what somebody might think if I walked the aisle. I had no concern in that moment about any other living or breathing creature when the Holy Spirit got a hold of me and I got lost. The only thing that mattered to me was that I made it right with Jesus. I can't tell you everybody that was here. I barely remember who all was here or who, what was going on. But I can tell you when the Holy Spirit arrested my soul, I knew I was going to die. But I also knew that if I didn't get saved, I was going to go to hell. And that awareness, that realness is necessary today. What, the, what, what Isaiah was, was saying to Hezekiah was, is you're going to die. You need to get your house in order. You need to set your affairs in order. Listen, there is a need to prepare to die. And people today have lost the fear of that reckoning. They no longer fear the judgment and the wrath of God that is to come the very instant a man closes his eyes in death. If you do so absent the blood of Christ applied to your soul, you will enter into the immediate torment of that place. Does that not terrify you as a lost man? It did me. It did me. There was at least a day in my life that that awareness, the Holy Spirit opened up the blindness of my lost condition. And when I seed myself that way, I knew immediately that I needed to make things right with God. Set your house in order. Now, as the world goes and as, as everything else goes, there's probably things I need to get done. Physically speaking, temporal, temporally speaking, there's probably some things I've not got finished yet, and I, I need to get that done. I'm not getting any younger. There's a will to be made, and, and there's, there's funeral arrangements probably that ought to go ahead and be in order, right? So if I was to die, my children don't have to deal with that, or my wife don't have to deal with that. If we can do it, we ought to go ahead and try to set our house in order. Get your fares set, right, so that when it happens, it's not a burden upon your family. That's not the message. That's just good advice. Because I can tell you right now, regardless of what they do with your carcass, your soul's going somewhere to live eternally, and that better bother you. If you're unsaved today, if if you're in any doubt concerning your eternal existence, you better make things right with God, friend. The message today is not that you're gonna die. It's that you better set your house in order. You better get prepared to die. Can you prepare for something like death? Absolutely. Absolutely, right. Because the term itself, it doesn't scare many of the people that are in this crowd, right? You can talk about death all day long. These people keep coming back, right? You don't run them off talking about death. Why? Because death's not the end for us, right? Death is not what we fear. Death is not something that that overshadows us as if it is a great oppression or burden. May I say to you today, the Bible said to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now, that sounds foolish in the eyes of the world, but I can tell you right now to the people of God, we done checked that box. Amen. Come on, Lord Jesus, we're ready. Yeah. 
Death ain't the problem. Hey, man, it's going to come to me. And I'll tell you right now, in the flesh, I want to stay just as long as he'll let me stay. I want to see my family grow. I want to see my grandchildren grow up. I want to see them get born again. But I'll tell you right now, if my day is up, if this is the last one I get to live, don't be sorry for me. I'm going somewhere else. Death ain't the problem, you see. It's not being ready for it. Jesus told him in the book of Luke chapter number 12, he gave, the, he gave a clear story about a man who had fared sumptuously every day. His, his, his fields had been so prosperous that it brought in more of a harvest than he could even hold. The Bible said, the man said to himself, I, what I'm going to do is tear down my barns and I'm going to build bigger. May I say to you today, you can do everything you want to do to set your house in order physically, to prepare financially, to get everything that you need to according to the needs of this world temporally. But when it comes right down to it, that's not really the issue. The question is whether or not you're ready to meet God. Because you have a creator today. You have one that holds your very breath in his hand. You have one that when you were conceived in your mother's womb, knew your name, knew your existence, set a mark out there you would not cross. Brother, that's the one you're going to face one day. You better prepare to meet God. He's coming for you and he's coming for me. Set your house in order. Now, Hezekiah had a choice to make. The word of God had come. And I'll tell you right now, you might have heard it from a doctor. They may have said, you know, you've got cancer and you've got about two weeks to live based on the information. You might have heard that truth and we know people who've lived through cancer, right? By the grace of God, they were healed of it, delivered from it. So you can't always tell whether what a doctor said, they don't know what's, whether you're going to live or die. Right, they give you the best estimate based on the information they have. Right, they're not being malicious or trying to mislead or anything. They just look at the results and hit whatever it says. They've got statistics that back it up, and they well, based on statistics, you ain't got long. And you know what they say? You better set your affairs in order. But I contend today that it's not the things of the world that matter. My question is, have you set, Have you prepared to meet God? You see, there's some things that I want to do, and I want it to be clear as I set my house in order. And who knows whether or not this is the last message I'll ever get to preach. We do not know. Fourth chapter, James said, there's no, there's no idea what tomorrow's going to bring. You need to say you're going to do this or do that because you don't know what's going to happen. Your life is even as a vapor. It's here one minute and then gone. And that's just the way it is. We can look back over this congregation from 10 years ago to now and it don't even look the same. So many people are gone that was here say, where'd they go? They went to, a lot of them went to heaven. <laughs> Amen. I'm glad to report to you. I was able to stand and, 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 and carry on a service over them and, and put them in the ground out here and, and declare to you that I'm going to get to see them again. Amen. <laughs> but you ain't going to get to heaven, friend, until you prepare to meet God. You better set your house in order because you're going to die and not live. God tells you it's coming. It's coming to you.
You think right minute, well, I feel fine. I, I, there's nothing wrong with me, and I don't have cancer, and I don't have this, or I don't have that. And, 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 and according to everything else, I should live longer than everybody else in this building. I'm telling you right now, there's no guarantee that you'll breathe not one more breath. You can't promise me that, can you? No. Is there one person in here that can say, I'll see you tomorrow, and know it'll happen? Well, they, they die every day. People not expecting to die. People shocked when they hear that somebody's departed, when somebody has, has, has gone. How did it happen? Yep. They're gone. Yep. I think we was at the funeral of one this week, this, this past Thursday. I don't know. There are several others that were at the funeral, but I could not hardly sit still. I was so excited. The Holy Spirit was in that place. I wanted to run around Miller's funeral home so bad I couldn't help it. I, cu- I couldn't shut up. I just kept raising my hand and thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know why? Because the man of God, when he started preaching, he was preaching from Psalms 23 and he said, Yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said, I will fear no evil. I'm telling you right now, death is not the end for me. What the Bible said is that it is the valley. I want you to know there is no other valley to which you can get out of here. It is the valley that we must all metaphorically go through. It is the valley that I'm headed for, and I don't know if I'm plunging into it now or on a gradual grade. I've likely done cross the top, though. I'm down on, I'm headed down, right? Statistically speaking. Right? If I live three score and ten, statistically speaking, I've done that, I'm headed down. But you know, sometimes you just go off cliff, right? You in, you in the valley like that. Sometimes you, you didn't know it was going to end that way. What I want you to know today is whether it's a steady, gradual thing or whether it's tomorrow, what you need to do is to get ready to meet God. I'm not afraid of death, are you? Death today is not the end for me. It is not what I fear. Death is not the thing that will carry me because my captain has already defeated death. He rose again from the dead, having died for me, and because he lives, I live. And that, friend, has forever settled the need for me to fear death. But I need to set my house in order. Because the truth is, is that if I don't know I'm going to live another day, then I probably ought to make certain that I've prepared. And in preparation, what I'd like to do today, now not all my children are here, but some of them are. What I want to say to my children, right? And I can't say it to yours. Well, I can. But I'm going to say it to mine. I am going to heaven. I want you to go with me. Are you going? I'm going. I'm going to heaven, Dad. Are you going? I'm going to heaven, brother. Are you going? I'm setting my house in order. Because I'll tell you right now, the only thing that matters, sister, is where you're going. 
There's nothing else that matters. What matters is or where you go are you going? Let's set our house in order. I'm going, I'm going to heaven because Jesus has saved my soul. Death ain't what I fear. What bothers me is that some of you may not be ready to go. And what I need to know today is I set my house in order. It's not, I want you to know that I'm going to heaven in spite of anything the devil can do. I'm going to heaven. What I want to know is are you going? That's really all that, are you going to heaven? Thank you, God. Are you going to heaven? Hallelujah. Amen. Set your house in order. You're going to die and not live. It's not a bad thing. Frank, dying ain't the end for me. Yay. Boy, I walked through that valley. I want you to know that death won't lay its grimy hands on me. No, what the psalmist said was death was a shadow. Amen. Death was something talked about that was great. And I want you to know I've got to go through it, which means, brother, that it's going to be between me and the sun. But want you to know that the sun is still there. It's just a shadow. And when I get just beyond the crest, I'm going to see the sun forever. I ain't going down. I'm going up. Death is not what bothers me. What bothers me, friend, is that so many people are not prepared to meet God. That's the problem is people are not prepared to meet God. I don't know any good Christian mother or dad in the room today that would, would not agree that the greatest thing in my mind is that my children and my grandchildren go to heaven. I'll tell you right now, it doesn't matter what it costs me. Uh, I don't care. If I die and you got to have a fundraiser to bury me, I don't care. That is not what's important. What I want to know is that I've left something behind. That'll help get them into glory. Amen. There ain't anything worth having if it ain't got Jesus in the middle of it. If it ain't of God, it ain't worth keeping anyhow. Brother, we need to prepare to meet God. Now, when the people of God come into the house of God and they go to talking about singing and going home and, and, and leaving this world and people go to shouting, yes, that's peculiar to the world. I get it. the apostle Paul, bless it, wrote to him in the Thessalonians and he said, <laughs> he said, brethren, I wouldn't have you to be ignorant concerning them which are asleep. Come on. Come on. No, he said, I don't want you to be, no, he said, I don't want you to sorrow, not as them that have no hope. He said, because if they believed in Jesus, got some good news for you, <laughs> they ain't dead. He said, they're with him. He said, and he's coming back. And when he comes back, he said, he's going to bring them with him. Amen. Amen. Is that not what he said? 
Everybody that's done left here, done beat us, they done graduated, they've gone home. Here's what I can tell you. I know where they went. They're not in a cemetery. Amen. He's going to change what they left behind one day and they'll get that directly. We'll all get a new body. First Corinthians 15 said, like in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, we're all going to get new digs. This tabernacle getting traded in for an upgrade. An eternal one, one that'll live forever and be able to exist within the very glory and vision of God himself. I get a new body. But I ain't worried about those that are out there. Funerals tend to remind us of those that have already gone. Right? Not just the one that has, has recently departed, but it reminds us of those we've already lost. Yeah. Funerals are, are, are a reminder of our own mortality. Funerals are a wake-up call to every person, right? When you see the hearse coming, you pull over. Why? Because you respect the truth that one day you'll be in it. Yeah. going to be you one day. It's going to be me one day. Can't wipe the grin off my face. <laughs> I've often wondered how lost people think they, that he's lost his mind. But you can't think about heaven and not smile. I don't get it. You can't think about existing eternally in the presence of a living God and being an heir and a joint heir to Christ and not have at least a smile about it. You say, how'd you get that? Well, I set my house in order one day. Right, the old song said the old account was settled long ago. <laughs> if there's an account to be settled, friend, and you've not settled it, your house is not in order. And that by far is the most important thing that you'll ever do or ever think of for the rest of your living days is whether or not when you die, are you going to go to heaven or are you going to go to hell? Because it's one or the other. There's no middle ground. There's no remedy once you get to either. Right? There's no leaving either one of them. You better make reparation to get, get to God. The only way, the only way that you can do that is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. He alone can save you. But through simple faith today, simple faith, with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, you having realized that you are lost without God, if you'll bow the knee and say, I trust you, Lord, and accept the gift of Christ as my salvation, he'll make a new creature out of you. That's how it happened to me. That's how it happened to him. Whoever's raising his hand back there, that's how it happened to you. When you surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ and became new in him, when you were born again, then I forever got settled. Where I'm going to be for eternity got settled. And I I want you to understand the importance of setting your house in order now. Now, I did it in front of you folks just because I've got some children and loved ones and family here that I want to look them in the eye and say, you can absolutely be certain that if I beat you there, that's where I'm going. And I want to know you're going there too. And if you're not, I want to talk with you. I want to encourage you. I want to be urgent with you today that you need to make preparation to meet God because it's coming to you. And you may beat me, right? You may beat me out of here, but it's coming. Death is coming. Are you ready to meet God? Are you ready to meet God? He's the, he's the keeper of life. There's nobody that will get out of here apart from, the, from God's direction, right? The enemy don't know, own anything. 
There is nothing he can do. I want you to know that your life is in the hand of God. My question is whether or not you're in his hand. Are you a child of God today? Set your house in order. The only way to truly set your house in order if you're not saved is to be born again. To be saved. This old morning bench is here. It's here for a reason. It's for those that are of a broken heart and a contrite spirit who realize that they need Christ. They can come and call upon him. It's a place. It's just a place. But will you set your house in order? I'm going to ask them to get a song. I want to give you an invitation today that you consider right now that you examine yourselves and say to self, am I ready? Right? Am I ready? You say, well, I, I think I'll, I'll just avoid the topic and I'll just drive extra safe on the way home. You know, it's not likely you're driving that's the issue. It's somebody else. Well, I feel fine. Most do. Right before they say, oh. And they're gone. That's how Sister Shirley passed away this week. She said, oh. And that was it. Could be you today, see. How many of you actually believe if you can't keep your heart beating through one night that you can keep it through one more second? You know what Jesus said to the rich man? He said, thou fool. He said, this day your soul It's not your flesh, you see. Your soul will be required of you. And you know what he hadn't done? He didn't have his house in order. He built bigger barns. That wasn't an issue. He had plenty of stuff, but that didn't help him. Had a great bank account and all kinds of security. And then he died. And God said, thou fool, you've got all this stuff that's going to be left to someone else to worry about. And your soul was unprepared to die. So Jesus said, what would it profit a man? He'd gain the whole world and yet lose his own soul. But what did it gain to man? All of the things of the world and yet you died lost. What he said to, I, what he said to Hezekiah was, was, was a relevant and important message and one that each one of us can take. You better set your house in order because you're going to die and not live. As we stand and sing, your condition today eternally is of more importance 
than your wealth, your home, your job, your friends, whatever relationship you're in. Whether or not you go to heaven is, is, is the only real question. Are you prepared right now today to meet God? I don't see anybody running just yet. But, I'm, I'm fa- but as the pastor, I'm, I'm going to pull a privilege here, so mind me. You'll probably ask me to bury you. Somebody will. And I'll be the one that has to stand up here. I want to know if you're ready. That's all that matters, you see. Your life will tell the rest of the story. But the one I want to tell, when I stand over your corpse... Is that I'll see you again. Would you raise your hand if you right now absolutely know you're going to heaven? Are you confident that you're going to heaven? I'm looking because I don't know. Hear me. There's a fear in my soul right now. That somebody needs the Lord. And I don't know if this is your last chance or it's it's not. But I just tried to pay attention to everybody that raised their hand. Knowing that it's all I've got to go on. You better set your house in order and quit messing around with eternity. Because you are going to die and it could be today. Make preparation to meet God. As we sing, call on him.